Hi everybody, this is Sippin' and Talking with Nita Realness. Um, my show is mostly about me having my own opinions about things and being able to talk about um, mental illness, uh, my beliefs on love and happiness and being able to have an opinion on anything no matter what. So today, um, I'm going to be talking about Cardi B and Nicki. Um, before Cardi B became mainstream, I loved her. When Nicki was the only female rapper that was succeeding, I loved her. But that's all we had. You understand what I'm saying? So it was like from 09 till 2016. Since 2016, Mickey has been the only female rapper that was out with new music that was I guess like Standing for only female rappers. She's a great lyricist. She's a great lyricist and she uh, seems to give back more and stuff like that. So when it became to, you know, everybody was like, ah, oh, she's biting off of Kim. And then she's coming back saying, you know, I only got all my stuff from Foxy Brown. Those are lies, okay? But anywho, um, she broke down doors and bust out windows, you know, to be able to stand right here today and be the shit. Which I give her, I give her all my respect and my gratitude to her not falling off. Now, Cardi B, a lot of people love her because she reminds them of their best friends. Or if I was from the Bronx and I lived on the same street as her, that's my crazy best friend in that building. You know what I'm saying? In those projects. And the one that wants to show everyone it's okay to stay yourself and be the same and still get your get your get bags, you know? So um when this whole fiasco happened. Uh, probably like last year when Bodak Yellow was about to pop off like and go all the way to the top and never stop. It still is going all the way to the top. It haven't stopped yet. But anywho, um, she uh, came out with a message saying, you know, well, it's, it hurts to have someone that you look up to try to dish you and try to make your life a living hell. She didn't say no name. She said a lot of stuff. Now, Nikki, it's like she knows she has a big fan base. She knows that she doesn't care about what other people say, but it's like, damn, you do, you know? Because Cardi does. Cardi cares about what people think of her, which I don't think that's her downfall because when you get into this in this type of entertainment 
it does care. It does. It does. It does. Yeah. It. It. The person that's in this category of entertainment, it does matter to them. You know, um, Nikki was saying, you know, the girl is racist. She prefer black women to roaches and monkeys. Um, she only said it to somebody she didn't like. Just like Nikki said it to somebody she didn't like. Cardi is something who literally wants to show people, hey, I can say what I feel and say what I like to say, period. But she just got tired of it. Cardi got tired. She's tired of all her bullshit. She's tired of her being seen as the good person. Now, at the Fashion Week party, Cardi wasn't going to see her no more. She wasn't, she wasn't going to see her no more at all. Um, Nikki had like 20 million security guards. Um, she and I, and I noticed that she always tries to make it seem like everybody is under her, which is fucked up. I hate that she does that. I hate that when people try to out her on her shit, instead of apologizing for all the shit she's done to her, she didn't do that. She loved to be the victim. That's just who Nikki is. You know what I'm saying? She's a spoiled plastic bitch. Straight up. She's she's spoiled as fuck. And I'm so tired of females like her, which, let's talk about those type of bitches. First of all, on the white side, that's Regina George. You know, everybody wants, I guess, I don't know, like the the stamp of approval from Mickey. Where Cardi is Katie Heron. The one that played Katie was Lindsay Lohan in Mean Girls. Feel what I'm saying? She started to act like Nikki a little bit, then it fell off, and she became herself. You know, and Nikki didn't like that. You know, one day I really think, like Remy Ma was saying on the first episode of State of the Culture with um, Joe Budden and two other people that know they shit. Um, she said, this is getting out of hand. She already tried to fight Nikki. Nikki might hear from somebody that does not give a fuck about having freedom. Meaning, somebody can hurt her, kill her, and it won't be on Cardi's hands. Want to know why? Because she didn't touch the gun, you know? She didn't do anything. And it's like for people to say, you know, ooh, she's been dragged by Nikki. But it's like, y'all have to understand. <laughs> Let's be clear. She's been talking shit about her since Bodak Yellow. You know what I'm saying? Where is she at now? She's the only female rapper that's doing numbers. And more numbers than Nikki. Now, I don't want to jinx, you know. But I feel Cardi finna get a Grammy. 1,000%. She's finna get a Grammy before Nikki. So that means if you are like Foxy Brown, bitch, she ain't got Grammys either. 
she fell off because of her attitude and her thinking she's the fucking shit. Feel what I'm saying? And then, when all that happens, all your quote-unquote Rod Ali, the bitch that been cutting people and making ugly-ass shoes that ain't even at a fucking Payless store. <laughs> that That's what, what gets me. Because, see, I used to love Riley because that was my bitch. I loved her accent. I love that she stood up to Yandy, you know, because Yandy is an a-hole. You know, her and Remy were friends. She see Yandy come into the picture. She feels some type of way. That's just how it goes. It's just how it goes. And it's like for people to try to make it seem like Cardi is jealous or she wants sympathy from people. How? How do you want sympathy from someone that already loved you? I am telling you this right now. Cardi did not think she would get this blown up. Okay? Like this bitch. And it's not even payola. Because if it is, then nigga, what the fuck was you doing with Lil Wayne or Gucci Mane? You know what I'm saying? Like, or baby. You know? Like, how can you say that? How come it always has to be somebody trying to be like you or trying to take things from you? Which is absolutely false. You're not even you. Okay? You talk like Foxy and dress like Lil' Kim. <laughs> Period. Period. And that bullshit that you're trying to make it seem like everybody wants to be you. Bitch, it ain't that many sons in the world. Hoes don't want to be you no more now. You pussy. It doesn't fucking matter where you show up or do all that type of shit try to be hype. Bitch, if somebody asked your motherfucking question. Because see, what, be, what would have been boss was, look, you're not going to scream at me. You're not going to try to go lunge at me. That's when Nikki could have showed her ass, but she didn't. Want to know why? Because she feel like white people will respect her more. No, bitch. Everybody still loves Cardi B. It's just straight up. Just like when you did that shit with, with Miley Cyrus. When you did that with Miley Cyrus, everybody was like, what's wrong with Nikki? Why is she doing that? Bitch, you know why. She knows. Just don't want nobody to know. That's it. She want to look like the innocent one. That's how it goes. And I don't know why people feel that they have to be that way or why people feel that Oh, I've been in this for a long time. I can say what the fuck I want and do what the fuck I want, which is wrong and, and lies. But to get from all of this, I'm thinking it might be probably six to eight years from now for them to be able to sit and talk. And that happens a lot. Um. What else? I think it's, you know, she sound like my baby daddy's first baby mama. Nikki does. You know, uh, talking all that shit, but when you see the second baby mama at the store or the playground, you walk the other way and you don't have nothing to talk about. You know, and when you do talk about it, it's a group of people right there that's holding you back. Just that simple. But 
from this, I really feel that everyone should understand. You cannot talk reckless to people. You cannot try to make people feel so little and feel like they're pathetic, you know? She's trying to win over her people and see, like, the thing is, she knew what she's doing. This is all the good mark, mark, um, marketing for her. She talked shit about Cardi, and then she dropped that song that she, the whole feel of Biggie and Lil' Kim on that song. Straight up. But, you know, she's going to have to deal with herself as well. But I just want people to know, you don't have to act that way how both of them act. You don't have to make it seem like you've been here forever and everybody must respect you. That's not how we go. It's just give it out and you earn it back. So, this is Nina Realness from Love, from With Love and from Sipping and Talking. Thank you guys. Love you. Bye-bye. Hi everybody, this is Meteoronis with Sipping and Talking. I have been away for a while. Um, on my podcast, I tend to talk about things of love, mental illness, and things that are happening in the world, and things that's on my mind, and things that no one wants to talk about. It's pretty much things that are pretty much that's going on in my mind all in my head or seeing people talk about things and I want to put my own opinion on things so I was on YouTube and um, I seen an old episode of The Real and uh, it was the uh, mother of all challenges so pretty much it was Tamara um, Housley and um, Tamar Braxton talking about um, collages they made of being a mom. You know, their kids, their husbands, all that. Their kids pretty much being a mom. So, of course, um, National Sunday, Sunday, just um, passed a couple of days ago. Um, I cried with them because I'm soft. Very, very, very soft. I cry all the time. I'm a thug, though. That's that's what people don't know. I cry, but I'm a thug, too. It's okay. But anywho, um, it was talking about how um, how much they love being a mom. And I'm going to tell y'all my story again, like I always tell y'all. Um, I was 23. 28 at the moment right now I just turned 28 I'll be 29 next year in July but um the 4th that is and um my son Jackson um I was going through a lot in Nashville Um, my mom just left and went to Kansas in June and then um I uh, started living with my dad. Me and my brother did. My mom lived. She was like, hope y'all do good. You know, we're about to get our own place. Waiting for them to tell us when we can move in. So, you know, living with my dad, it was totally different because my dad has never had children in the home. 
like in my age and it was actually just growing up you know like um, my dad was mostly the person that wanted you to stay at that age because he wasn't there you know he wanted us to stay five and six because that was the time he left my mom and left us so he felt that you know well you're gonna have to listen to me I'm your father yada 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 I'm like daddy (laughs) I'm 23 Charles is 22 I'm pretty sure you don't have to talk to us like that so um I did not like what was going on there um I get to Kansas starling with my mom and my sister um I meet a guy um very quickly you know, he's not, you know, somebody I'm finna, you know, lock down and say, hey, we should be boyfriend and girlfriend. No. Wasn't it? I started to know him more. Started to like him, you know, whatever. And we do it. And probably two weeks later, yeah. Two weeks later, I found out I'm pregnant. What the fuck? You know? Um, scared. Nervous. Beyond nervous to tell my mom and my sister because see I was the fuck up back then um I tend to hang out with people that were fuck ups you know and um I was like oh my gosh I'm pregnant you know it didn't sit in as well um until I told my sister she was beyond pissed at me I mean pissed mad your life is already fucked up why are you trying to make it more messed up you know that type of stuff and um I was like oh my gosh she's so mad at me what should I do should I kill it and you know my sister I felt like she wanted me to kill it you know so um of course I'm not with it (laughs) um at first um So, as it got further along, you know, I'm getting scared. You know, the dad doesn't want to be around. I feel alone. You know, finally I get my own place and I'm here alone, period. No one likes me. No one wants to talk to me. Because I tend to speak my mind a little way too much. But then, you know, you have those family members that feel like, oh, She's so rude, we don't need to mess with her. And it's like, what? Oh my gosh, I've never done anything to you guys. So, when he came, I was beyond nervous, scared, um, giving, you know, second guessing all of it. I was like, oh my gosh, like, I have to take care of a human being and show him what's right and what's wrong. and how he's supposed to do this and how he's supposed to act and how he's not supposed to act and how he's supposed to read and how he's supposed to just go after his dreams no matter what. That shit almost gave me a heart attack because as he came and and they said, welcome your new little boy named Jackson Juanita. He's beautiful, here he is. And it was like, oh my gosh. I have to really think of someone else in my, my life, you know, like, I can't think about myself, so, um, came home with him, horrible, didn't get used to having a baby until the end of November, yeah, um, and after that, it was like, oh my gosh, 
what did I get myself into? Um, but he was the apple of my eye. I um, stopped smoking weed. I stopped drinking like every day when I became pregnant with him and stopped smoking weed after he came. And it's like, yeah, I don't want to pop pills anymore. It was scary to think of those things because, you know, you always depend on those. I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, this little boy is making me so lame. Why am I not drinking? Why am I not having fun? Why am I just stuck in the house with a baby? Why am I acting like this? And it's like, Anita, there's a lot of people out there that's kicking it, having five kids, kicking it, not taking care of their responsibilities and tend to stay in a situation as in they don't want to take care of their kids. So I got scared. Of course, and I was like, oh my gosh, and my friends want to be my friends no more and all that. And it's like, having kids shows you a lot of things, good and bad. Um, I uh, never had a baby to keep a dude. I was scared of that. <laughs> the fuck am I going to do that? Have a baby, he comes. Oh my gosh, I love the baby. Then he gets tired of me because a girl he's trying to be with don't have that type of responsibility, so he did. You know? And it pretty much happened to me. You know? He got tired of me in a day. You know, all that responsibility, so he dipped. Dipped out. And um, I became super nervous of everything, so... As time got got more along, um, Jackson was about eight, nine months when I found out I was pregnant again. Uh, his dad, of course, left. That's what they do. You know, he didn't like that type of responsibility. He was happy at one point, then he stopped being happy, then he was happy again, you know, but then it wasn't me. It wasn't me who he was in love with anymore. He was in love with somebody else, and then he was mad at her, you know, childish stuff. And um, I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I'm like this. Why is he treating me this way? Why do I have two kids? And, God, why did you let me have two kids? And I wanted the family. I wanted the... The... um. You know, the the Cliff and Claire Huxtable family. You know, me being a radio personality and marrying, like, a sports agent or a correspondent for news or, you know, different type of things. And I didn't want to marry a drug dealer or marry a guy that can't even read, you know. But those were my baby daddies. One can't read, one can't get off the streets and stop selling drugs, you know? And, um, I became scared. Way more scared. And I just want y'all to know people out there that do have kids or are about to have a child, remember, it only becomes a bad situation when you have bad things around you while you're trying to take care of a child. So if you have those people that just keep on doing drugs and telling you, hey, drop the baby off, it's not the thing to do. Be a mama first. You have those things as in 
the bad things I'm telling you, you're keeping around like the baby daddies or the boyfriends or the girlfriends that, you know, messing up stuff. It's not going to work. And I had to learn that as well. So as I became more older and more wiser on everything, I became celibate. I stopped doing things that I know that wasn't good for my body or for my kids. And I start to look at things like, oh my gosh, they are a true blessing. You know, I feel like I would be dead. I'm not lying. I really think I would be dead. Um, I am dealing with a lot of postpartum. And the last time I had a child was almost three years ago. And that was in 2016. And that's Jalen. Um, Jalen was something that, of course, him and Jackson were a surprise, but... I was ready for Jackson. For Jalen, I was scared again, like terrified because I have to have two babies that's under two to take care of. And that was hectic completely. So now they're both really good kids, really, really good kids. They're smart. They're very driven and strong-willed and you know, they tend to give up, but that's that goes out the window once they know what they're going for. It's just, it's really, really difficult to take care of two boys. I never knew it would be this hard. And for people that don't want to take care of their kids or people that just want to throw their kids off on other people, like, I don't know how they do that. Because these boys, even though I'm dealing with depression and suicidal thoughts and bullshit like that, I wake up or they wake up and they smile every single day when they see me. Or when the, the looks on their faces when they see my mom, like, it's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. Having kids do change things and make you scared and make you nervous and make you quit things that you were so used to in your habits or sometimes it makes things worse. But these kids are a blessing. Some people I know 30 years old or 40 years old and didn't have like 12 miscarriages and can't have kids no matter what. And we should be thankful for that. And we should just make our kids have a better lifestyle than we had. Which I felt like I had a good lifestyle, you know. My mom made it feel like we was not poor and we all lived in the projects. It was crazy. So, and I just want people to know being a mom can help you. Can make you be better and make you more motivated. Because I wasn't as motivated at first until I became a parent of two boys. And that thing can really change everything in your outlook and your perspective on things that you are afraid to do and afraid to bring into your life. So remember, kids are not a downfall. They are something that can help you, mold you, and love you more than what you can even dream or think of. And just want you to know being a mom can help you, period. And people around you and being having those kids can also make you feel wonderful as well. 
and you should be grateful and blessed. And this is Nita Realness. Um, thank you guys so much. Keep listening out for me. This is Sipping and Talking. I love, love, love you guys. And thank you for listening to my stuff to everybody. And make sure y'all keep on listening on iTunes. Thank you. Bye-bye.